Well, it wasn't a band. It was Marilyn and myself and my cousin. And um, we were a band. You know. <laughs> Welcome back. This is Wyatt in Nashville, Tennessee. You're listening to the Sail On podcast. I'm here as always with my good buddy Jason. Hey, everybody. We're back after a little while. Uh, sorry for leaving you hanging, but thanks for sticking with us. Uh, we've been moving and a grooving, thumping and a pumping. Oh, yeah. All those things. Um, we've been out on the road with our tribute band sail on and uh playing a bunch of gigs meeting a lot of cool people i uh, wanted to have a few shout outs here to uh, some folks that we met at shows that were podcast listeners um so fletch and mike in rhode island thanks for coming out you guys nice talking with you also uh austin and ruth from dayton that came to our show in cincinnati Super cool to meet y'all. Yeah. And then Matt in Columbus. What's up, Matt? Thanks for coming. Nice to meet you as well. And uh, especially Doug in Beach Haven, uh, who was kind enough to come to uh, two of our shows and was really, really uh, excited. And it was really, really fun to meet you. And it was our pleasure to spend some time and talk with you and, and hear your stories about how you became a Beach Boys fan. And and all that great stuff and it was just an honor for us to to hang out with you and talk and i wish we could do it more you're the man doug to all you guys thanks for coming out uh and to anyone that's listening who has not listened before you should come out and see us come out and see us play we play lots of shows we got some shows coming up endless amounts uh, of shows yeah we do lots of shows man mostly on the east coast because we live in nashville tennessee so uh coming up what do we got jason okay coming up this weekend we have june 29th at the amp in Carrollton, georgia i believe that is a free show outdoors so that's gonna be really exciting and very hot if you've been in georgia in the summertime you know but it is covered i hear and it's a really killer venue a lot of cool groups have played there um they were playing Mad Life in Woodstock, Georgia, which is a great restaurant slash listening room slash place for great music. So we've played there before. They really take care of us and they have a great sound in that room. So a great place to come see us. And then we have a nice Northeast run coming up. July 4th, we're playing in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania at the Groundhog Day 4th of July Festival. Uh, Catskill, New York, it's called Music in the Park in the heart of Catskills, the name of the people putting it on, so it's a free show. Playing July 6th in Port Jefferson, New York at Theater 3. I've heard a lot of really good things about this venue, and uh, we're really excited to be up that way for the week of 4th of July. And then City Winery in Washington, D.C. If you've ever been to any shows at any City Winery, you know you have a great listening experience in those rooms and a great dining experience, so We've got a lot of really great great places coming up to see some great Beach Boys music done by Sail On. That's right. So come on out and hang out and let's talk Beach Boys and talk about American Spring. Yeah, let's talk about American Spring or just Spring if you want. If Whichever. you're not. Yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah, um more on that later, but uh, we wanted to catch up with a few voicemails that we've gotten from you guys. So um, first off, we've got our good buddy, Chuck Hayes. Wyden and Jason, this is Chuck Hayes in San Pedro, California. Congratulations on your great symphonic orchestral appearance in Nashville. And with all this discussion with the new Beach Boys album, with the symphonic orchestra, it brings me back to the 70s when, after the final encore, 
after Fun 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 was played and it seemed like the volume was turned up to 11 and a sold out house, whether it was in New Haven, Hartford or Providence, uh, was just loving Fun Fun Fun. The house lights would come up, the roadies would come out, and God only knows by the London Symphony Orchestra would be played. And it was a recessional. It was just a truly great moment in time when everyone would be walking out together or even just standing and just, you know, taking in what they had just experienced for the last two hours. Uh, I call it the final encore. The London Symphony Orchestra, God only knows, the tribute to Brian. And it left us with a message that night after uh, his brothers and his cousin and his friends played a great show. Football as well, and uh, thank you so much for being there to bring all that great Beach Boys information to the world. Have a great day. Chuck, as always, it is incredible to get your take on anything Beach Boys related, but especially when it relates back to the amazing concert experiences you had in the 70s. I loved that you drew the parallels between symphonic Beach Boys and how the 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 uh, the boys back in the 70s would have God Only Knows blasting over the stereo at the end of the show. Kind of makes sense because during that time period, especially around the time of that live album that we've talked about at length, they didn't play God Only Knows in the show, which was really kind of strange to me. But now maybe it makes sense that it was purposeful so they could blast this orchestral thing is kind of like a um, a strange memorial to Brian, um, a living memorial. Um, but yeah, that's really interesting. You actually really got me thinking about that after, because I think one thing I've always noticed is God only knows is not on the live album. It's like the one thing missing to, from making that the perfect live Beach Boys record. But anyway, thanks for the incredible voicemail. Thank you, Chuck. Uh, if you guys haven't already heard our previous episodes where we featured Chuck's emails, please go check those out. Up next, we got another voicemail from our buddy, Savannah. Hey, guys. Um, I want to say thanks for playing my voicemail on the podcast. Um, it's Savannah again. Uh, you totally don't have to play this one on the podcast, but um, a couple things I forgot to mention just because I was like so nervous. <laughs> um, I love the late or I guess mid to late 70s stuff the Beach Boys did um, but I feel like it's overlooked a lot not so much Love You but a lot of the songs that were later released like um, It's Over Now Still I Dream of It Midnight's Another Day um, songs like that uh, or like some of the demos from the Love You album um, they're totally fantastic uh, people say that really stops making good music after Holland or Love You. Um, they were just producing so many cool things that either weren't released at the time or just overlooked. Um, another super, super cool thing. Uh, we found, went to this record store in Columbus, Ohio. I can't remember the name of it, but they didn't really have that many Beach Boys records, but they had an adult child bootleg on vinyl, and we we're at first like, oh, you know, I wonder if this has bumped. And I looked and looked it up and stuff. Uh, I don't know if it's the exact record, but um, I guess there were some bootlegs that were released in 1985 and were um, But it was cool finding one of those in the wild, especially because I never have any luck uh, at any record stores. Um, and a really, really cool song on there is um, Everybody Wants to Live. I think it's called. Um, it has Carl in the lead. Uh, super, super cool. Um, a cover of Be My Baby, which um, is the first one I'd heard by the Beach Boys. Um, so yeah, uh, it's probably not everyone's taste <laughs> just because of how really out there it is. It's kind of like Love You, Strange Cousin. But uh, no, yeah, Adult Child. Um, my favorite bootleg for sure uh so i just wanted to call and add that little update huge fan of the beach boys mid to late stuff work so yeah thanks again for playing the voicemail on the podcast you don't have to play this one but but um you guys might be interested 
uh, and that stuff, I guess. So, yeah, thanks again. Love the podcast. Uh, loved your Phil Spector episode. <laughs> He's a really strange character with some really great music. So, thanks. Savannah, thanks again for the great voicemail. Um, really glad you're able to listen and kind of dig in with us. It's really incredible, as you mentioned, that there was a lot of stuff out there and released and even kind of unreleased and under the radar that doesn't get enough praise. And I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, in the, in the cosmic consciousness of music listening, you know, hits always get the higher regard, but we're with you that I listen to stuff and I listen to an album and say, okay, even if the song wasn't really a hit, what are the hits on the album, whether they were, could have been, would have been, or bona fide hits. So I get it. And Really cool, you actually mentioned Midnight's Another Day. One of my favorite Brian solo recordings. So, yeah, we agree. I'm sure Wyatt agrees, too, that there are just so many great things that don't get enough love, but that's one reason why we're here. That's right. And you also mentioned um, Adult Child, and uh, that's one of our favorites, as we've mentioned before. I think we, we jam that quite a good bit. It's got some great, great songs on it and some really vulnerable Brian Wilson moments that sadly never were released. So thanks as always for calling in. Up next, another fantastic voicemail from our buddy Justin Plank. Hey, Wyatt, Jason, just listen to the most recent I Can't Believe It's Not the Beach Boys episode. That was awesome. Uh, of course, I knew a bunch of them, but... I honestly had not listened to the Mark Eric stuff. I'd seen that on the beachboys.com as far as a related artist. And uh, the Deuce of Stratosphere song, I didn't know that either. Um, it was great to hear some of the Bruce and Terry tracks. I hadn't heard Beach Girl and uh, Don't Run Away in a long time. It was uh, great to hear those. Um, of course, my Facebook group is all about this stuff, the related artists and love celebrating that so um i you guys could uh, of course you don't need my permission but you guys could probably do like five volumes of episodes of of the you know can't believe it's not the beach boys there's so much to work with out there so uh really enjoyed the episode can't wait to hear the wrecking crew episode and uh we'll catch you guys later justin as always great to hear from you thanks for the the props on that cool episode. I can't believe it's not the Beach Boys. That's been one of our favorites to do. Um, I'm glad you got to discover Mark Eric because I was talking with Wyatt about this not that long ago. Um, I remember getting that probably when I was in college and me and my little brother both just got way into that album. I think because it had a big, really well-produced sound and a lot of really cool songs. I mean, even though that guy did them, and I guess I'm assuming he wrote, he probably wrote and co-wrote a lot of those. It would have been really cool to hear some other groups do those songs too. So strong record. Glad you got um, hip to that through our podcast. All right. Thanks, Justin. We look forward to hearing from you again. And up next, we have a new caller. Uh, this is Mike. Yeah, enjoyed the last podcast a lot. But I especially enjoyed uh, hearing the song um, Something Stupid, knowing that the author was Van Dyke Park's brother and his wife. I think her name was Gail. In fact, it came out under Carson and Gail. So I always thought that was kind of interesting. In fact, they had talked to Van Dyke at one time, and he, <laughs> he seemed to kind of want to brush that off. The fact that his brother, who didn't really write a lot of music, was able to uh, come up with a number one record. So, uh, but I thought that little piece of trivia that maybe you would, uh, would have put that out last, last podcast because, uh, it's kind of seeing one of the parks into the playground. So thank you. So Mike, thanks for the voicemail. Really interesting. because uh, I always thought that that tune was just written by Carson Parks, but now I, I can kind of, I guess I did a little digging and I see what you're saying. That's pretty cool. It's written by him and his wife and, I could see where Van Dyke may not want to talk with you about that. <laughs> um, that makes a lot of sense. And I think I recall that you came to see the Explorers Club in Minneapolis many moons ago, and you were able to give our um, the, our then drummer uh, a Dennis Wilson t-shirt. 
That's pretty incredible. Great to hear from you again. Glad to reconnect. Okay, so that brings us up to speed. We've done some house cleaning, and uh, we can get into this week's episode, which is all about the honeys. So they were actually named the honeys after the Beach Boys lyrics in Surf and Safari. The band was formed in 1961, originally called the Ravel Sisters, Diane, Marilyn, and Barbara Ravel. Barbara ended up leaving the band, and their cousin, Ginger Blake, joined the group. Ginger Blake was dating Gary Usher at the time, and the girls were big fans of the Beach Boys. So they went to Pandora's Box in late 1962 to see the band play. They all met, and Brian and Marilyn instantly hit it off, and the boys started coming over to the Ravel's house and became basically just a big part of the family. And uh, the Ravel family became kind of Brian's you know, second home in the mid-1960s. They started working on some tunes with Brian, and Brian and Nick Vinay uh, produced some tracks for them. A couple of singles for Capital. Uh, the first one that came out was a fantastic tune called Shoot the Curl. We're gonna ride those boys right out of style. We're gonna shoot the girl one clear mile. The surfers have it spreading all over town. And the honey's way of surfing just isn't around. But we've got news for our key friends. Yeah, we'll outsurf them to the end. We're gonna shoot, shoot, shoot the girl. We're gonna
you can't have truly one of my favorite songs that the honeys recorded it has a really awesome phil specter ronettes you know any of the girl groups that phil worked with feel to it um and it, it reminded me a little bit not too much just a tiny bit of shangri-la's in there too so um which i'm sure brian was way into and it's got some classic Brian Wilson specterisms going on, so I can't get enough of it. Always crank that one up. Yeah, before that we had the Three Surfer Boys, which was the Honeys, but it was also with Gary Usher. It was a Gary Usher and the Usherettes track uh, released in 1963 as a single. And then before that we had Pray for Surf, another great song that Brian produced for the Honeys, released in September of 1963. So up next, we've got my favorite of all the Honey singles. Came out in April of 1964, and this is He's a Doll. Well, it's not very tall, but he's not- 
Kicked that one off with He's a Doll, one of my favorites that they did with Brian. Probably the best Honey song, if we're going to really level it down to that. Oh, yeah. Um, I love that track. But some kind of hidden gems followed that, some kind of later, lesser, whatever you want to call them, tracks. We had I Love You Much Too Much, which was from around 65, and it was a P.F. Sloan song. I'm a huge P.F. Sloan fan. Can't get enough of his stuff. He did Fantastic Baggies protest songs, grassroots, endless, you name it, great music from that guy. And that's a song I'd never heard until the other day, or today rather. I found that and I was like, man, this is one of the coolest ones. It really is cool. I never heard it before either. So kind of knocked us out. Um, And then we went to the Ginger and the Snaps was when they switched labels to MGM. They switched labels a bunch. Me and Wyatt kind of talked about that earlier. But um and that song was written by Boyce and Hart, which, as many people know, they were majorly integral into the success of the Monkees, producing and writing and recording majority of their catalog. Um, and then we ended up with Come To Me, Murray Wilson producing The Honeys and writing. And it sounds so much like Murray Wilson and Rick Hinn together Really cool track. Reminds me of some Dino and Desi and Billy stuff and and some Sun Rays and some Murray. I hear it all. And I hear some Brian in there and maybe even some Breakaway. It's all around the same era, about 69. Right, Wyatt? Yes, sir. 69. And uh, most of those tracks, all the tracks we've heard so far, I think, feature the Wrecking Crew as the backing band, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, you, you can't beat it. So yeah, moving through the 60s, the Honeys didn't really have a, a lot of success. They they had the, the three singles for Capital, and then they had uh, He's a Doll on Warner Brothers. They never really released an album. Uh, they did, uh, in 1964, a lot of backing vocals for Jan and Dean. They did New Girl in School and Dead Man's Curve, Little Old Lady from Pasadena, which another little P.F. Sloan appearance there. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, they also sang uh, on one of Jason and my favorite Brian Wilson tracks, I Guess I'm Dumb by Glenn Campbell. Oh man, incredible. So you can hear uh, you can hear them on the backing vocals there, which is just an awesome touch um, and uh, just a fantastic song that we've talked about many times and, and we'll continue to talk about. Um, and then you got Come To Me from 1969 where they did a few songs um, and they released a single uh, Tonight You Belong to Me and Good Night My Love on Capitol. Again, didn't do anything. Um, but after that, the uh, the Honeys kind of broke up. Ginger Blake left the Honeys to go pursue a solo career in Las Vegas as a singer. And uh, that was about it. So in 1971, Diane and Marilyn were toying around with the idea of uh, doing a new group. And uh, Brian was pretty excited about working with them again and decided that they would do some songs in his home studio uh, with Brian's buddy, David Sandler. So they put out several singles on the United Artists label. Uh, The second one being Good Time, which we later see reused on the Beach Boys Love You album. And the B-side was Sweet Mountain, one of my favorite songs of the era by Brian. So here it is. Spring, Sweet Mountain.
So we heard Sweet Mountain, Fallen in Love, and It's Like Heaven just now by Spring slash The Honeys, um, however you want to frame it. Um, but 
Sweet Mountain's probably my favorite track from the spring record. It's just weird. Brian in his Pied Piper phase, really super creative. Um, you can kind of hear stuff that he's kind of leaning toward for some of his contributions to Holland and etc. through that track. I would have just loved to hear a Brian solo or a Brian and the Beach Boys version of that song. I love that song. Um, <clears throat> then we have Fallen in Love, which is just a retitle of a Dennis Wilson tune, uh, Lady. Um, kind of rewrote the lyrics and and did. I think that song, Fallen in Love, was the strongest candidate they had on the record to be like a radio single, to be honest with you, because it kind of fit the times a little bit, kind of a moody early 70s piece, and I could hear where that could connect like with a Carpenters type sound maybe or something. Yeah. So definitely a really good attempt, probably just had a bad radio promo guy on it because it's a good tune, great song. And finishing up, we have maybe one of my all-time favorite tunes that the Honeys are on called It's Like Heaven. Great song, great Brian and Diane song. And uh, a lot of, a few other people did cut this tune other than the Ravel girls, including Sean Cassidy. Yeah, it's a great song. And uh, just want to throw it out there that Brian and Diane had quite an interesting relationship throughout the years. And um, you can check out some of it in the controversial book called Heroes and Villains by Stephen Gaines, uh, which I love. It's kind of gossipy and tabloidy, but whatever. It's a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, you can also check out the song My Diane on MIU and get a little bit more insight. Now that I have lost my Diane There's no plans as to where to go It was hard to lose my Diane Now I just miss her so Don't we? 
try I'm begging you You want me It's easy to see Go away and forget about me Go away, boy I can see right through you Stay So that was Go Away Boy from the reunion album of Spring from 1983, the album called In Ecstasy, which is a really cheesy album, but uh, really worth checking out if you can find it. Um, The song Go Away Boy I played because it was an original Honey's track that was never finished, and you can somehow find the original backing track called I Can See Right Through You on some of the Beach Boys bootlegs. And uh, it's really interesting that they uh, never did the vocals for the song back in the day, but, um, you know, 20 years later, came back to it. And uh, it's a pretty fun song, man. I really do I really do enjoy it. Um, Jason really enjoys the guitar solo, especially. It's a shred fest. <laughs> it's something. It's something. I want to know. I got to know who played it. <laughs> uh, before that, we heard Sweet Sunday Kind of Love which is um, another Beach Boys cover, if you will. When did they record it? (laughs) Uh, They recorded it uh, in the same sessions that provided the later spring stuff, so the late 70s. Okay, so I got you. Shine Away, that era? Yeah, that era. Okay, perfect. Love that song. Uh, I'm a big MIU MIU guy, as we always talk about every podcast. Um, So, yeah, that's pretty amazing. I loved loved that version, and... uh, yeah, I can't get enough of it. Back to you, Wyatt. <laughs> so, yeah, so those late 70s spring sessions that produced 
songs such as Had Dephonia and It's Like Heaven and uh, Sweet Sunday Kind of Love. The reason they were never really finished is because Brian and Marilyn went through a divorce. So that was kind of the end of that until the honeys got back together to do ecstasy and then again broke up and uh, they continued to get together in the nineties and even in the two thousands to do like tribute act shows and just like little special events here and there. But um, they ended up doing a song in 2011. It was on an album uh, celebrating the poetry and words of Stephen Kalinich. That's right. A great version of California Feeling. I was walking down the beach San Onofre It was such a beautiful day The wind was blowing through my hair Sunlight chased my cares away in the morning sky When you're driving through LA Watch the cliffs heard a little bit of row 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 your boat an outtake from the pet sound sessions you know we want to do a full album review of the spring album when we get there chronologically so who knows when that will be but we wanted to give you guys just some of our favorite songs by uh, the Ravel sisters and ginger blake 
that being said we're going to try and get back to you guys next week we've got an exciting episode coming up next it is aptly the beach boys christmas album so that'll be perfect for your july you can listen to the beach boys christmas album because the boys recorded it in the summer so i think that's actually appropriate totally can't wait so we're gonna do that next week get ready for it we're going back on the road this weekend um and every weekend pretty much yeah pretty much every weekend for the rest of our lives so (laughs) (sighs) um but yeah we'll see you guys out there hang on to your ego and sail on sailors take it we'll see sister-in-law Diane Rovell who is one of the two members of Spring a new group called Spring that I'm working with on UA for the last two months and the other member is my wife Marilyn who uh, who's sleeping right now and we just well go ahead oh well, he did, by the way that was really good song it's a good start wasn't it? yeah it was a real good song <laughs> no, it's a good start <laughs>